Welcome to the Creative Career Podcast from Entrepreneur. I'm Steve Schlackman. Today, our guest is Tony Kawam, artist curator at Kawam Gallery. The gallery is dedicated to nurturing new art that's focused on today's hot social and geopolitical issues. Focusing on these themes not only helps raise awareness, but provides a forum for the gallery to directly engage the public, local, and international art communities. Welcome. Glad to meet you. So first, let's talk a little bit about the gallery. How did you come to the idea of focusing on geopolitical and multicultural issues? Well, I, I'm an artist and I've been painting for over 20 years. I'm also Syrian-born. I changed the subject of my painting based on the Syrian war. It kind of affected us because the war separated many families, many friends dispersed them, created immigrations, created refugees. So I started painting the subjects and the style, not about the war, but about how the war affected me as an artist. I also started researching after that, uh, exhibiting some, some of the work at art fairs, such as Art Miami and Art Palm Beach and Art New York. We got very good response from people looking at the work, communicating with the images and with the ideas and concept because there were a lot of hopeful, very colorful palette. The idea was to take the negative aspect of the war to make it hopeful, to make it colorful. It's different from what we hear every day on the news. So I wanted to bring it to a positive note for people to understand it's not about war, it's not about horrific experiences, it's about how it affects people and how, as artists, we are affected and influenced our work. How do you find the artists? I started the searching on social media, trying to locate some of the, the Syrian artists that I knew. Some of them are Syrian-Americans here, and some of them went back to Syria, and some of them stayed in Syria. And we were connected on social media and we started reviewing our work and realized that the war also affected their style, their subject, and they changed their style and subject. And I thought this is, this is really interesting because here we are separated in different cities uh, and we are all affected by that war. And we translated that through our expressions and feelings as artists into the canvas. I communicated with them. We started adding these artists to online gallery and we started promoting their art. We did several exhibitions based on multiculturalism first. And then as this idea of the Syrian war developed, I traveled to Syria and met with the artists. We brought some of their paintings. So I started thinking, let's focus on this multiculturalism, which is focusing on the war and immigration and how to bring it to the public spotlight, raise awareness through arts and culture. So we, we were looking for any gallery, any uh, institutions, nonprofit, uh, for-profit to host the, the exhibition. And we came up with a title for the exhibition. The theme is Emerging Art from War Tour Syria, War and Hope. It is strictly about how the war impacted the artist and how the artist interpret that through their artwork. Is the artist base for this particular project a stable group of people, or are you looking to expand out of that group of people or into other topics? 
Yes, definitely we can expand on the group of people. Currently we have about 10 people in that group, in that theme, and then eventually we want to expand it to a larger group and maybe also include some other nationalities. Here in South Florida, there's a lot of good uh, immigrants communities from Cuba, from uh, Haiti, and from uh, Venezuela. We want to expand that theme. What are the criteria you look for in an artist? Uh, at this point, because we are focusing on certain themes, it has to fit the theme. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of good artists out there. But as we focus now for, for this particular exhibition, they have to be Syrian-Americans to be in that theme exhibition. Now, for the next theme exhibitions, obviously, we will include other uh, American artists as well as immigrant artists. So how important is their personal story as opposed to their artistic work? So every artist has a story. went through certain experiences in their life. If we connect the story with the artwork, it becomes much more powerful because it's a storytelling through art, through contemporary work of art. And, and that's very compelling to get the local community engaged in that, bring them into direct connection with the artists and with other immigrants in the community. And the idea is uh, to show the beauty and the very rich culture through the artwork. Does that also matter to the buyer? Well, I believe the buyer has to look at two things in art. One is originality. Second, if there's a strong concept to that art, not just a repetition of what all other artists are doing. Also, signature style is very important. It plays a big part of selecting artists. Now, all those things together with a strong substance makes it a real work of art. So you obviously have experience, it's your gallery, and you have this concept. So how much of a part do you play in guiding them into their art, or do you just let them go? We don't guide any of the artists at all. We respect their views, we respect their style, and we just uh, told them this is the theme exhibition, and, and their work fits in that theme exhibition so we keep them free so, to create on their own they have to communicate also through their art about their story about their experiences you don't have a physical space it's a, an online gallery and also curated exhibitions in different spaces how do you go about getting people to come in the gallery show can be in many different places we are engaged in communications with different organizations, the uh, local organizations to support this art theme and the exhibition. So the, the marketing is going to play a big role here. There's all kinds of integrated marketing campaign, direct marketing, social media marketing, email marketing. And that's how we're going to reach to the local areas where we are having the exhibitions and of course we all have strong connections with our community there's the the syrian lebanese community in almost every areas that we will mount exhibitions so that will help us as well and we partner with uh, two non-profit organizations 
Uh, one is called Common Humanity, and another profit organization is called Awareness Foundation America. And we want to partner with other organizations to support this, these exhibitions. And we want to also apply for grants uh, so we can fund these exhibitions. Traveling and mounting these exhibitions costs a lot of money. How many pieces in the exhibit? About 25. So any exhibition could be anywhere between 20 to 25 paintings. I love the idea of the traveling exhibition. It's sort of a mini art fair. Do you find that it competes with art fairs? It's an addition. Would you do art fairs as well? I love art fairs. First of all, the cost is a big issue in art fairs. We can't get the local community involved in this. There's a lot of foreign travelers, which is great. It's a great exposure, but it costs a lot of money. But we want to get the local community involved in this because we want to raise awareness. We want to bring the immigrants together along with the other communities to understand each other. We want to build bridges between different cultural backgrounds. And how long would the show run, live show? Around one month. The spaces are donated by the host, either by the art centers, if a museum interested. And we are also looking for other donors and other sponsors because we'll be doing some marketing campaign to include the sponsors, logos and names and all that information. When you're giving advice to artists and you want to tell them what they need to do to be successful, how important is sort of a predetermined theme versus falling into it over, over time? I always tell them, put a story to your artwork. Now you have a style, put a story to it. It really makes a difference. Just doing abstract work for the sake of abstraction, it, it's not good enough because it's been done many times in the past. We passed that stage. So we need to create something more unique, something more personal with personal stories. How important is it to look at the business side of art versus only creating? You have a good point here. We're always juggling along with the original work, good artist and story. We're always thinking also the sale part of it. We want to make sure we put together a good exhibition to communicate and connect with people. But at the same time, we want to sell. How much promotion and marketing do you need them to do? Do you need your artists to talk to your customers or do they just create and throw it in your lap? Because of my marketing background, as well as an artist, I have a good sense of putting together an integrated marketing campaign for the artist. So the artist doesn't have to do it. But what I usually do is connect with the artist, interview the artist, and get the story uh, along with images, take some video also in their studio. And then we put together the marketing campaign, whether it's in online, in video, or in print. Is it primarily painting? Do you do photography, or is there any medium open? Mostly uh, paintings at this point. We like sculpture. We have some sculpture. But a sculpture is difficult to transport. So at this point, because we have limited budget, eventually we'll include sculptures. But for now, it's just paintings. How has art changed? How has it changed artists who are being displaced? Maybe someone was in Syria and their village is not there and they're displaced out of their country. Are artists able to create, to actually do what they want to do? It's amazing how, uh, despite the war, that the artists continue to paint. Most of them are in major cities. 
they're not in villages. So they have a little bit more of security in major cities and they continue to paint, but it definitely impacted their work. And some of them uh, immigrated to the US, to Europe, and some stayed back there. Some of them went back because of immigration laws in this country. They had to go back to Syria. To that point, making a living as an artist, it's not easy, especially in a place that's expensive to live. How hard is it for these people to come to the United States? Does it require community support to sometimes make these journeys? It, it's difficult, definitely. They have to survive on their own. They have to be sponsored. And some of the art organizations gave them some free studios in New York City, for example. I know a couple of artists, they did that for a year or so, but then the immigration policies changed and they have to leave and they couldn't stay. Uh, I know this is a podcast, so I can't see everything. But is there any stories or a way to describe the art from any of the artists? I'll give you some examples of the artwork. My own paintings are based on Aleppo urban landscapes showing the architectural beauty in destruction, but at the same time in very colorful, very hopeful color palette. I have other artists who, instead of painting the human figure, they kind of distorted the human figure. Other artists who took some of the culture and some of the artifacts and presented them in a very contemporary way, showing the rich and beauty of the culture. So in some ways, it's a record of the past, what happened before versus what happens now, what things might have looked like. Not only a record, also it shows there's history, there's culture, and all of that brought into the modern world. And it brought into a very contemporary style that the artist used to project hope that really connects with people on a different level from what we are used to see on TV with destructions and, and uh, bombs. Have you found that it's changed the perceptions of regular everyday people that haven't been to Syria before? People really reacted positively to what they've seen and uh, they reacted negatively to what they heard on TV. Just taking, for example, two words, the word Syria or Aleppo. Just say that to people, an average person or someone who heard it on TV. All they think about is destruction. We wanted to bring it from below the line to above the line and make it positive so people could look at it. And really, even though you're looking at a destruction or a distorted figure, at the same time, you start to think and you say, this is really amazing. This is very hopeful. And it puts a smile on their faces at the same time. Well, Tony, it was great to meet you. Thank you for talking with us today. This is Steve Schlackman at Entrepreneur for the Creative Careers Podcast, and hope to see you next time.